0: This is Timestamp, the podcast dedicated to capturing this moment in time. I'm Amy Breslow. Today's episode, Straight Talk with Kids. My guest today is Elsa, who identifies as a woman, a Mexican immigrant, a mother, and a child advocate. To me right now, it's important to support our children through these very uncertain times. And at times that even adults, we don't know how to handle reality. They are here with us. And a lot of what we do, it's going to affect them and the way we react to things could deeply affect the way they are feeling. This time is one of those important times where where we're not going to shield children from what's happening, but we're going to take the time to care for them, listen to them, and figure out how we could help them through this. One of the things that I love about my job is that I could apply everything I learned with my family. I work at an early childhood education organization. Focus on is how do we support children's social and emotional development during these times. And um, I want to do that with my children. And I know that sometimes I'm, I'm emotionally depleted myself, but thinking of how can I still get the strength within and Figure out how I could help them. so for example, asking about how was your day? how's your heart? how do you how's your spirit? How's your body? Uh, what did you like about today? And then thinking of something to do with them every day that they look forward to. we cannot shield them of what really is happening because their schools are shut down. So for them and then for a three and a four year old, it's really cumbersome to think of everything that's happening i mean my four-year-old every time he goes to use the bathroom he wants me to go with him i sit in the edge of the bathtub while he's doing his thing and he always says me so let's talk about the virus Let's let's talk about what's happening and i think that's this time to to talk and think to me with me and i feel like those times are the ones where we have you know, great conversations, because we're there. But I think more than anything, like just opening the space for them to ask questions, not overload them with information, because, you know, I don't listen to the news close to where they are. There's so much that they could only capture. And I I want them to know facts, of course. We talk about the virus. They have already got used to wearing masks without a problem. And that's what makes me really, Think how children are so adaptable and they're so resilient, but we have to help them with the explanations and the tools. And knowing how important it is for parents to be socially connected. So even if your child is not going to school, but if you talk to a parent who was going to the school and you are able to share this is difficult, you have that. That, that person to understand what you're going through and you feel, I'm not taking crazy pills. It is a reality of life. and So just connecting to others, I feel that the more we get to know our children and their development, the easier it is to parent them because your expectations of them are just more real rather than thinking like, well, my child should understand or they're old enough, they should have all this. But I think right now, is really understanding that just like us adults, children are dealing with a lot of things happening in the world. To me, I, I feel that that's something that I keep promoting to tell parents that we are going through this and it is very difficult. But we have each other to lean on. <laughs> and the more I'm able to share my struggles, uh, but also share some of the strategies that I'm using helps me communicate with other parents and and just figuring out how we could like just sometimes you just need to just talk things out in order to get them out of your heart. The fires were right in front of our house. I mean we still have a it's still far, but every time you wake up, we wake up we will wake up during the time it was like you would see the fires in the mountains, the first thing you see. And then also, um, it was very smoky, very yellow. And, you know, it's true, the whole, like, apocalyptic hue of, of, of the day. In those days, the babies were not going out. Like they Most of the time, they get to be out playing uh, during the day. And it does create a a change for them even more right being home all day now you can't go out because the weather i mean the air quality is awful it's just a scary time it's very scary for them to know like oh there's a pandemic and now there's fires um for me it's just such a sad reality to see just nature burning so you keep thinking about different things and you keep th- thinking about it's like, oh my God, is it going to get closer? What if it passes the freeway? You think about everyone who may be affected. You think about everybody who wants to go for a walk and it's like your one respite time and during the day you can't do it because by the time you get back, you're going to have a headache. It's been, you know, just nonstop. And then aside from that, last Saturday we had an a earthquake. It was, you know somewhat not 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 big but it just really shakes you like really there's not there's so many things going on like what is happening I feel that it really affects your mood to not being able to go outside for a walk or be a little bit in nature one day we just had to like get in the car drive until we saw blue sky get some burgers and eat at the park that was the the one thing that we had to be just like let's leave home for a little bit and definitely, you know, you could just say, like, I'm going to go and travel. But even traveling, is it's difficult with kids right now because you want to keep them safe. Um, you want to stay in a place where you know. It's just very difficult right now. I think I can't say that enough. <laughs> For them, I, I feel that they think of the fires as, like, it's because remember we had it last year too so my older's remember seeing it on tv that fires fires so I think for him it's becoming kind of like it's something that happens during the summer which is the saddest thing to think about that it's like a normal thing for him to to think of fires in here in California we drove around because we were coming back from, from, from Santa Barbara and we passed by Malibu and he saw the reminiscent of the fire. And um, to him was like, oh, that's another fire. But when it was so close that we, in nights we would go out say and see the fire, it was just, it's a lot for them to like, just think about it. And they're like, what's gonna happen to the mountains? What's gonna happen to the bears? What's gonna happen to the deers? We had conversations of that and I try to tell them, well, you know, once the fire goes away, um, nature renews itself and there's going to be rain and we're going to get see green again someday. Try to like still be positive, but within the facts, <laughs> you know, just I feel like something that I've learned with child development is that not to sugarcoat things because children are very smart and they they understand, you just have to put it in terms that they will, you know, that, that, that they will be able to understand. I was born in Mexico and came to the United States when I was 11 years old. My parents came to the United States after we waited 10 years to get our green card. My aunt, she petitioned for us when I was born. Uh so it took ten years plus planning. <laughs> so we got here when I was like eleven and um it was a, a, a definitely culture shock arriving to United States. Even though I would come and visit and, and I thought everything was about, you know, Disney, burgers, beach, fun. But when you live here, it's a whole other reality. So I have that experience of being a very young immigrant and learning English. Coming to the United States has given me a big opportunity to explore who I am because I also joined the Peace Corps when I was 30, and uh, that's an opportunity that I don't think I would have gotten if I would have stayed in Mexico. I was able to live on myself, and that's not something that was culturally promoted in my home, but because I was able to secure a good job and work towards my goals, and I think, you know, it's just such a different life that I have. And I always think about, like, what would my life be if I would have stayed? What would my life be? You know, it just, you have all those questions. And I see so many values here in the United States of exploring different things. I was able to go to school. I was able to get my master's, work in something that I'm passionate about. And because I am bilingual, I'm able to also support families who do not speak English. That's my 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 immigrant story, and I do firmly believe that you know having that has helped me to relate to families who are immigrants that they sometimes they depend on their children for translation or or you know they look up to us to be like oh help me with this document or go with me to the to the social security office or to the DMB. It brings you up as like very grateful of your situation of being here in the United States and then also for me it has helped me to understand that i have to help others my children are bicultural and biracial and i was I'm married to an african american man i can't go to protest, protest right now because you know i have to be with them and but i think the best way i could show people about being accepting of others is by us being accepting of everyone else and giving positivity and love and you know i'm teaching that to our kids and 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 for them to know who they are and love and accept others for who they are as well well i think right now too the other thing that is very you know worrisome is it's our social injustices and, and also explaining that to to ourselves right I mean but then beyond that to our children we did a a vigil when Mr. Floyd died and we were outside for the nine minutes or eight minutes and 47 seconds with flashlights and we explained it to the children to our kids that what we were doing and it it left an impact on on, especially on my four-year-old because he's like well why did he have to die and you know all these questions that we we had to answer it's like you know it was an injustice, and a lot of us are upset about what happened, uh, but I just don't want them to be fearful of police. I don't want them to feel that they're the enemy. I don't want them to think of, generalize that everybody's a bad police officer, but rather that there are injustices and then there's bad things that are happening. And also, it is scary as a parent to think, um, what if this ever happened to my child. You know, that's one of the things too that worry me during this time of, you know, not only are we dealing with life and death as far as a virus, but then also as a society, just we, we're we going through a lot and, and just figuring out like the steps for that. And you know how to explain that to a child. Maybe they're not ready for that. For my children, I'm not ready to explain the full scope. But they do know what's happening. They they have heard that there's protests. They have heard that there's injustices. But I think there's still too little to understand. But for me as a parent, it is worrisome. Like the, the world that we have right now for them. And then definitely my husband. You know, like I want to feel safe when he goes out. That he's gonna be okay. That nothing is gonna bother him. And nobody is gonna hurt him. I think that's the one of the other things that are. I am. It's in my mind constantly. My child just started virtual school. He's a four-year-old. He's going to transition to kindergarten, and I was debating whether to for him to start or not. But you know, we were able to find a spot, and uh, it kind of worked out. and And, you know, just helping him through the process because this is not a normal thing for him. I mean, he was, you know, ready to go to daycare. Um, And he was playing, socializing, having the time of his life. And now virtually, I really want to start thinking of how to help him when he has those moments, you know, like reading his cues when he's in front of the the screen and, and trying to be like, oh my God, this is too much. I mean, you could just see his face like, I'm done and say, okay, we'll go get some water. Okay, you know what? Last time, he was having a moment, and he didn't go to class, and I talked to the teacher, (laughs) and I feel sometimes you have to also give children that respect to say, you need like a mental health time. It's okay. You know, let's just sit down and read or cuddle, or what do you want to do? That's like another thing. I think that that pressure that we have as parents to think of them doing school, to think of doing this and doing that. Sometimes children just need to stay still for a minute and that's okay. And being okay with that as a parent too. I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, to perform, you know, to to do things at work, make deadlines, support my team, um, be there, be available, but then also knowing what my limitations are. And if the whole... A principle of that if your pitcher is empty you cannot fulfill anyone else's cup you know being okay with not being okay and I think that's one of the biggest thing in the professional world or also as a parent understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable and taking those life breaks you know I think sometimes we don't take breaks until we're like exhausted but um you know doing the there's days that are Saturdays that I'm like this is pajama day we're not doing anything and being okay with that because I think like before the pandemic we had like all this like we have a birthday party and then Saturday we're going to do this then we're going to do the museum and then now because of everything you really are um I am really treasuring those do nothing days and being like okay with that and I think society you know we're like the not go 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 stands before and I think this pandemic has really helped me to be like this is magical, you know, just being home and reading a book and watching a movie with the kids. Or we have disco nights and, like, we just have music and dance until we're a little tired. And and they look forward to it. I look forward to it. And, you know, sometimes we have, like, arcade nights. And uh, on Thursday we go to walk with my parents at the park. I mean, I, I try to have something at the end of the day for them that they look forward to. is just hope hope has helped me carry through these moments I have a very positive husband who when I start rambling like what if this happens what if that happens what if that happens I feel that one of his best strategies to help me is that he always tells me and what if it doesn't happen and it really stops me in my tracks because all my anxiety makes it like you're right you know and I think he helps me to stay present and to stay more into like it's not happening yet he's more like let's cross the bridge when we get there and having someone in your corner that helps you to stay calm sane and and supported it's just been a blessing and I feel like it's making us stronger as parents and stronger as a couple and as human beings to be there for each other but more than anything just keeping that hope and that perspective Things are tough, but um, I know that we will, little by little, every day. Things are, you know, things are okay. It's just like imagining and and figuring out that what's gonna work for you that day, and really taking it a a day at a time. That's all. Because when I try to plan, when are they gonna go back to school? Everything I don't know. All I have to do is like live today, knowing that you cannot control everything and that's okay Thanks for listening Timestamp is produced by me Amy Breslow with IT support from Alex Moreno and original music by Maddie Schuler. You can find us at timestamppodcast.com and can subscribe on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back in one or two weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care and be well.